0: In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, Amen. Uh, hallelujah, Uh, I would like to welcome you to Believers Bible Church, our online streaming this morning. I want us to turn to the book of um, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 10, Amen. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 10. Amen. I'm going to read. It reads as follows in my uh, translation here. I think it's the New American Standard uh, Version. Now the word, that's from verse 4. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a youth, for to all. To whom I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares uh, the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms, to black up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we give you honor, glory, and adoration for the word uh, we have read. Thank you, Lord, for blessing it, and thank you for anointing it, and thank you, Lord, for the ability to share your word this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, and hallelujah, amen. Right, my title uh, this morning is, um, I am here to display the works of god i am here to display the works of god right now the scripture where we read really it's a common scripture everybody likes it we like uh, to quote from it so i thought because it's a youth month i must just maybe uh, borrow a, a few lines from it just to encourage everyone both the elderly, both uh, the youth, and both uh, the t- teenagers, and even the toddlers, if they can hear what I'm saying. So the point is, it's Youth Month here in South Africa, and we thought it should be relevant, but without discarding uh, the theme that we have uh, started about uh, being repurposed uh, for greater glory. So today's uh, message is, I am here to display the work of God. So will have a slant towards uh, the youth, but the message is applicable to anyone, anyone really, anyone. All of us should be young at heart. I don't know if I'm still youth, but uh, I know the cut-off age is, is 35, 36, but some politician I know he still claims to be youth, and I think is my age, so I can also claim to be a youth, amen. Hallelujah, glory to God. Right, so the scripture that we read called Jeremiah chapter 4, verse uh, 10. I want you to just, I think we had highlighted it for you, but I just want you to highlight or underline, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Underline that or highlight it or make it bold. And also uh, the following, before you were born, I consecrated you. Underline or uh, make it bold there. And let's go right um, uh, to this other one. I have put my words in your mouth, underline that. And also in the middle there you'll see, for I am only a youth. Underline that and put many colors you want. I am only a youth. So I'll try to talk around that, basically. I am only a youth and then I have put my mouth on you and I knew you before you were born or before you you, uh, were in your mother's womb and I also consecrated you. Those are the things we are going to emphasize in today's message. We'll try to be short and to the the point. Right. The first uh, aspect uh, to this, we have to understand that all of us were born because God had a plan. In in other ways, cases will vary. Ongeti will bati. Uncle Uncle will be in charge. Ongempi lawyer M Sabine. So, Mudimu had a plan. Akire ya buphi lo ba how God had a plan when He brought you to earth. In other words no life that is a mistake. There's not a single person can say it's a mistake. Yes, your parents might say you are a mistake or the circumstances surrounding your birth might not be the greatest of circumstances, but I can tell you there was a plan. God allowed it to happen because everything has been sustained by the power of the word of God. It has to get consent from God. The devil is not that powerful So if God allows anything to happen, it's because he has the plan. It is not the plans of the devil. The devil thinks he's clever and he do things and he thinks it's outsmarting God. But God will allow certain things to happen because he has a better plan for us. Amen and glory to God. So no life is a a mistake, regardless of the circumstances God allowed it to happen for a reason, even though you don't necessarily agree with the circumstances, but God allowed it for a reason. And that is very, 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 very important to, to to know and to believe and to accept that fact and to accept that truth that no life is a mistake. We have to overemphasize that God had a plan with your life, not the circumstances. The circumstances mean nothing. They, they have nothing to do with where you are going. Hallelujah. And maybe this also I can just highlight maybe, it also means your skin color had has nothing to do with where you're going. Your gender has nothing to do with where you are going. God wanted a container. Where he can put his spirit and carry out his purpose in this generation. And God will use whatsoever circumstance, whatsoever person, whatsoever body to carry out his purpose. So we are all wonderfully and fearfully made by the Lord God Almighty. He says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So before you were even in mommy's womb, you were already in God's radar or you were already in God's plan so by the time you were conceived it was the fulfillment of God's plan regardless of the surrounding or prevailing circumstances in your life you are a plan according to God amen he says before you were born right before you came to this earth that's after you were conceived he says i had already consecrated you in other words he had already sanctified you he had already set you apart yes he's talking about jeremiah but we can borrow from the scripture that this can apply to anyone he says be before you could come to this earth i had already set you aside to be in this gate a prophet to the nations. In this case, to be an engineer. In your context, to be a scientist. In your context, maybe to be a lawyer, to be an accountant, to be an artist, to be an entrepreneur, to be a sporting person, to be whatsoever that God had determined in his purpose. He had already set you apart for that particular purpose. And some of you, yes, you are being set apart to be preachers. So everything in this life, it is a calling as long as it's holy and godly. So we can't all be preachers. Then who are we going to preach to? We can't all be singers and who is going to listen to us. So some must be engineers, some scientists, some preachers, some musicians, some artists, whatever. You, you understand what I'm trying to say, okay? But God had a plan with your life and he's so it that when you are strong enough to become what he has called you to be and no wonder some of you you have been called or you were born in very difficult situations because God knows that in you something great can come out to display his glory only big giants and very big people are born in difficult situations so that they can emerge. So when I, if you're saying the environment I'm born in, it is not the perfect one. Remember this. God knows that when I, you can overcome the circumstance and the environment, that's why he chose you. And that is why he didn't choose him because he, him can not do it. But when I, you can do it. And that is why I'm here to encourage you today to say, you can still become somebody of purpose, amen, because you are here to display the works of God. Maybe let me repeat our subject. I am here to display the works of God. In other words, I I am a canvas to display the works of God. By the time we expire and leave this earth, it will be an amazing work of art or a work of science or a work of engineering because God will have displayed his works through our lives, amen, and glory to God. Now, purpose supersedes perceived youthful limitations and obstacles. I'm going to repeat there. PEPO supersedes perceived youthful limitations and obstacles. I'm using perceived here because they are not really limitations and obstacles. So they are youthful limitations and obstacles, but actually they are just your perception and the perceptions of those around you. To God, they are not limitations. To God, they are not obstacles. Being a youth is not a disadvantage. Being a youth is not a handicap. Being black is not a handicap. Being white is not a handicap. Being a female is not a handicap. Or being a man, for that matter, it is not a handicap. handicap. Whatever you are you can still make it. So the limitations and obstacles you see in your life and the people around you, whatever they are seeing, it's your perception. It's not God's perceptions. God does not see those things as limitations and obstacles. I have to repeat. God is almighty, is all-powerful. Therefore, there's nothing that can stand in his way. So... The last time I read my Bible, God has no limitations. God has no obstacles. So when he calls you, he calls you knowing that you don't have any limitations or obstacles. You can become exactly what he has called you to be. The problem, we have run away from God. And therefore, we can not become what he has called us to be. It will be unfair for God to plant us in this world and he puts limitations for us. I don't want that God. It will be unfair. So the limitations we see, it's our own mind. The obstacles that we see, it's our own minds. It's not the mind of God. God knows that there's nothing for you. And that is why the devil has measured in that, highlighting the difficulties in our lives, highlighting the difficulties of the youth today highlighting the blights or the difficulties of people in a township and everywhere. But let me tell you the truth and the fact of the matters. We all face the difficulties, but they are all in our mind, not in the mind of God. I know people who had been born in great families, wonderful families, but they are failures today. How did they have limitations and obstacles when the world was given to them in a silver platter, but they still fail? Because it's not about where you are born. It is not about your gender and all that. It's not about that. It's all about aligning yourself with the will and the peoples of God. He says, before you were born, I set you apart to be. I don't know on that part to be what, but he has already set you apart. And I can tell you, limitations comes when we begin to believe the entertainment of the devil. And we begin to entertain him in our heads. I know during this lockdown, I started to entertain the devil also. And this is how I was entertaining him. This thing of church, let us just leave it and then let's just everybody go back to fishing. I'm talking Bible language here. Yeah. It's like go back to accounting, go back to law, uh, go back to geology, go back to art. Because you know, I, it hurt me, it still hurts me. They say pastors are not essential. That's painful. And it's not just in South Africa, it's globally, but pastors are not essential. You go like, I can't be this thing if this thing is not essential in this life. Must again you once? into essential. Who doesn't want to be essential? Then you begin to entertain that, and then you start to see what we are not going this is just not going to work, it's going to fail. And the more you entertain it, the more you can't even see beyond a week. And the day you say, no, man, how are you man, we can conquer this, we can make these things, you start to see there are no obstacles, there is no mountain, there's nothing in front of you, actually, you can make it all the way. So the limitation and the obstacles are in the mind when we entertain the entertainment from the devil. He likes entertaining, by the way, he's a great entertainer. And you know, once he has entertained you, he's going to throw you away. But God does not entertain people. He gives them pebbles. Hey, hallelujah. So all of us, there's that difficulty that maybe we have to deal with because it's coming from the devil, not from God. Amen. Hallelujah. So pebbles supersede perceived youthful limitation why i'm also using the word youthful here maybe just to highlight is because when you are a youth or you when you are young you you do have a a limited maturity so because the more you mature the more you 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 become spiritually grown as a child of god you start to realize very aware of limitations only immature people will say, oh, you don't understand, you're talking from a position of privilege. Let me tell you, who told you I'm talking from a position of privilege? Who told you? I'm here to say, why don't you join me then and talk from a position of privilege? Because all of us have to exercise our faith and talk from the position of privilege after all. Go to Naga understand, who told you we were born rich? Who told you we were born preachers? Who told you we were born with the things we have? We had to believe the word of God. And that's how you become. Amen. In other words, I'm trying to say the purpose of God will supersede uh, your perceived youthful limitations and obstacles. Amen. Joshua 1 verse 9. I have not commanded you to be strong and courageous, he asked, to not be frightened, to not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is, you, is with you wherever you go. I'm going to repeat this verse. I love it. Have I not commanded you? It's a command, by the way. You thought commandment, cable, do not. Some commands is you must do certain things. Amen have i not commanded you to do the following what is that to be strong it's a command be strong to this morning be strong child of god you know why god can command you to be what you are not when he says be strong is because you are a strong person be strong, but not only that, be courageous. All of us here in this room, and all of us who are listening from wherever we are, you have courage, and therefore I'm saying take courage this morning. Take courage. You have it. You have what it takes to be a courageous person this morning. And listen to this do not be frightened, do not be afraid. And do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. These words were said to, to, to the young Joshua when the prophet or the man of God was uh, 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 taken by God. And now Joshua had to step in into the big shoes of prophet Moses. And he says, I can't do this. And God had to encourage him, you can do this you can be stronger but not only that you will even achieve what your mentor could not achieve that is crossing the jordan as mighty and powerful moses was he could not cross the jordan to the promises of god but god was saying to you joshua you the aid of, of the man of god you will cross You will achieve what those who came before you failed to achieve. So the young people who are listening to me, you can achieve more than those who came before you. If you are a young preacher, you can achieve more than the senior pastors at some point in your life. They are not your ceiling. They are just your starting point. You can go beyond what they have achieved. After all, we stand in the shoulders of those who have been before us. So, you should see yourself as somebody who can go to greater and greater, greater heights with no limitation in this life and with no obstacle. Amen. And glory to God. So, Joshua was being encouraged that you can do better than Moses. That's very encouraging. And maybe let me just, young people, run away from people who say, because The only time you must agree is when they are failures But if they have done well, and they are living holy lives, i are going to do better. Hallelujah, glory to God, because we are here to display the works of God even young people as young people you should display the works of God in fact some of the greatest things are achieved in our youth not when we are late amen and what I'm trying to say I don't have to agree with this you don't have to agree with this I saw somewhere I don't know how accurate is this They say, one of the scientists, is it Einstein? He says, if you fail to achieve anything significant by the age of 25, you might as well forget it. I'm saying, if you're over 25, you can still make it, but also agree with him on the fact you can achieve greatness before 25. There's no age restriction. Don't say the things they're doing or they're achieving is because they're old. That's a lie from the devil. That they are achieving what they are doing because they come from such a background, because they are married. That's all a lie from the devil. You can achieve things as a young, single person. And if you are already over 25 or 30, you haven't achieved anything, you can achieve from this point onwards. There's no age restriction, what I'm trying to say at any age you can begin to achieve significance as soon you begin to embrace the calling of god upon your life in fact jesus achieved everything in his earthly life at age 33. let me tell you something about jesus that you don't know jesus used to preach just like me he never preached as god if you are not aware he preached as a human being because sometimes we think that jesus in the bible is God. He was fully human and fully God. So it means everything that he did, he did as a human being. Meaning we can achieve everything that Jesus achieved as human beings too. He was there to be a model. I, I, I have a, 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 a pastor friend, I talk to him almost every week, I think. And, and then uh, as, we talk, uh, as we talk, we always say, why, why don't we focus on the works of Jesus as an example? And I'm not saying let us not use Jeremiah, let us not use uh, Abraham in the Bible. But sometimes the best sermon you can hear is when we zoom into the life of Jesus and see what is possible. Everything Jesus did was to show you what is possible. One of the things he showed us was that age is not a limitation. At age 12, he was sitting in the temple debating with the scholars. He was debating with the priests. He was debating with the professors of the day, knowing scriptures already. Jesus had to study and know the scriptures. So you can't say, This thing is for me when I'm old. At age 12, you should be narrating verses like nobody's, uh, nobody's business. You should be preaching like nobody's business. You should know the letters already. So you can't say, No, Nizon, join up, This point, young people and those who are young at heart, believe this, that you can become what God has called you to be, including knowing scriptures, because it's very important. So Joshua was encouraged not to be afraid and to be courageous. May you take courage this morning. I have something to just share quickly here. Fear has a tendency to show up. After the word has been spoken. (laughs) Now, when they have said, you take the mantle, you are the one who's going to cross the Jordan, that's when fear shows up. Fear doesn't come when there's no peoples, you know. But when you have peoples, fear has a tendency to come. To scare you from your purpose. Remember the scripture we are reading from is from Jeremiah chapter one. Is when God has said, I have called you to be a prophet to the nations. He says, I can't speak, I'm just a youth. I've already told you, I get it. He says, I can't speak, I'm just a youth. That's fear. I'm just a youth. And God had to tell him that, no, haven't I put my words in you? You will do whatever I have told you to do. You can do this. Hallelujah. But before peoples came, chances are he he did not even see himself as a youth. One thing that makes me angry, it makes me angry all the time and uh, extremely, extremely. And by the way, the Bible allows us to be angry. Just don't sleep on the anger. and But there are many things that can make me angry, but I get out of, out of it quickly. But one thing that really makes me angry and find it difficult to get out of it is when somebody calls me, you young pastors, I don't like it. Because already they are putting a limitation on what I can do. I don't, why, why are you putting young in front of it? Why don't you call me pastor? Maybe I should repeat that. Why don't you call me pastor? Why do you say young? Because where I'm coming from, they don't call us young geologists, they call you geologists. You have the paper qualification and the ability, you are geologist. Again, I you know, it's lawyers, I get. hallelujah. And it is scientists, amen. And now if I'm carrying a degree and I come and work in your law firm, say, I'm not going to allow you to call me an intern. I am a lawyer. It's in your head, intern. I'm already a lawyer here in training. So don't put limitations. Because once you call me an intern, I'll die an intern in my head. So I don't want that. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. So, So sometimes we must not agree with the titles that people give unto us. Because those titles are coming from the pit of hell to limit you. Because suddenly you wake up and you are 40 years old and you still think you are a youth. Yes. Maybe let me repeat. Let me come decide. You wake up 50 years later and you discover you are no longer a youth. Because they've told you you are a youth. He might as well see, you as, see yourself as somebody who has been born with the specific purpose from God, who has been set apart by God to come and display his works. Imagine if Jesus had that attitude of being a youth. At age 33, he'll be saying, I'm waiting for my time to come. And that time will not have come. So if God has called you to ministry, you have studied the word, you have prayed, and everything is in line, what's stopping you to get into the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ? Nothing should be of limit from you, and glory to God. Do you you understand what I'm trying to say? So don't say I'm just a youth. You are a human being called by God. Yes, you are young, but that should not be your limitation. You can do what anybody can do and glory to God. So tendency, a king, fear has a tendency to show up when the word has been spoken. And one way to instill fear is to say hmm. in our context. And the day they are no longer there, you have to start from scratch, because you don't know what, what to do, because they never involve you in their decision processes in your family, in your company, a church, Then at age 50, you're not Hallelujah. But youthful fear can be replaced by faith. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. You are here to display the works of God may this statement build faith in you nam i'm not here to add numbers but i am here to display the works of God. I am here as a significant person. I am yeah, I am here as an essential service to my generation in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, Pastor A is here as an essential service to his generation, and you are here as an essential service to your generation. Everything that we do should matter. If what we are doing does not matter, mercy again. You see where I was coming from? We all have to do, but the devil will use that. But no, it's not important. Another politician is saying, What are you contributing to the economy as a church? We contribute a lot. He must come talk to me, I'll show him. I'll educate him. I'll he must teach me politics. I know nothing. And he I'll teach him what pastors do, and the contribution we do in this economy. la bona gera. Hallelujah. So we are all essential and important. We must never allow anybody to suppress our calling. And that is why no one will want to run away from calling. Here's a good example why people run away from their calling. We will start to exalt musicians. For example, you know I like musicians, and you know I, I want them to sing in church and etc. But to the point that, Musicians, because they are so exalted, they'll begin to also admire that the what pastors are doing because they have more crowd than the pastor. Then they also become pastors while they're not pastors. Who hears what I'm trying to say? So you find somebody moving out of their original calling or singing, becoming a pastor, or finding a pastor moving from being a pastor now trying to be a musician because it's more attractive. And everybody stay in your calling. And I thank God for this lockdown that moving forward, uh, we don't need music in church. We'll have a concert for music. But we come here for an hour, we pray, and then we we, 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 we preach, we close in prayer, we go home. We'll give you a playlist as you come to church. You 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 serenade yourself in the car with a worship song and glory to God. Amen. Then everybody can go and do their own business after an hour. Amen. If, I mean, it's now two months. With no music, I'm still standing. There's nothing wrong with me. Hallelujah, guess what? I did worship. Should I tell you how I worship? I listened to music. Besides that, I, I played the piano myself, and then I will sing myself for my, my own way, okay? And I'm happy with that, but the point is, we started to exalt other callings above others because we, the devil will use that. But anyway, everything is important. Qu- quickly in closing, The very perceived, I use that word again, limitations are repurposed to display the works of God in our generation. Whatever they're saying is your limitation, or whatever you perceive as a limitation, that can be used to display the works of God. If they're saying you are a youth, God can repurpose your usefulness to display his works. If batumako sokatele, God can use to display his works. If batu mkulu or man, God can use that to display his works. He can use anything. A hallelujah and glory to Jesus. Hey Baskar useless, but and funny youth seventy-six, useless. We, our struggle is different compared to your 76. A preacher in 1994 is not a preacher in 2020. 194 had deal little corona. What 2020 had little corona? That's fine. And we handle these things differently. I I get 194, could he handle corona the way I handled it? And God knew that, right. that is why ministry is high 1994. And like a 2020, because I'm the right guy to be here in the midst of this. Who hears what I'm trying to say? So we are all here for a purpose. Amen. Hmm. So why are you born the way you are and, and where you are? Quickly, John 9 verse 3 in closing. Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Let's repeat. But that the works of God might be displayed in him. So this has nothing to do with anything. Why the why you are the way you are and why you are where you are. Let's not waste time trying to answer that. The point is here, solar to display the works of God. Your question should be, God, how can I display your works in my generation? What should I be doing at this point in time? Hallelujah. And glory to God. In other words, what I'm trying to say, your youthful dreams cannot be sabotaged. The same dreams that you had, and today they are gone because you're slightly older, they can be sabotaged. They can ch- still be achieved. Go and look at the life of Joseph. Go and look at the life of David. They can't be sabotaged. Purpose can't be sabotaged, because Purpose is greater than any obstacle you you will face in your life if there is any obstacle. Purpose is bigger than that. It can be sabotaged. But don't believe the lies from the devil. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. What it means, no weapon formed against the youth, against the elderly, and against the very elderly and toddlers shall prosper. If God has called you, He has called you, there's nothing they can do. do whatever you want, you can't stop it. Hey, give a stop training, And glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey Baraki Kata Pila goze I think I like, I, there's not, And that's what you are. Amen. Amen. The thing is, it might take years say, for your dream to manifest. It's a fact. But embrace the process. These are my closing words. Sometimes you say, I hear you, you have said all this. I'm just saying, embrace the process to what God has called you to be. There is a process. Maybe how sad, from age 12 in the Bible, we, don't, we hear about Jesus after he, there he disappears. The next time he shows up, he's 30 years. What happened there in between? Only God knows. There was a process between 12 and 30. So there'll be a time whereby you don't look significant. There will be a time where you are hidden with about nine people in a room preaching on the internet with nobody listening to you. Never been called to any of the interviews because they think you are insignificant, but you are going through a process. And once you have went through the process, you will manifest everything God has called you to be. And everybody, before they make the next move, they will call you. They will come and consult you in whatever space you find you because now you will be displaying the works of God. Hallelujah. What I'm trying to say, an event is the manifestation of a process. By the time you become this great person, is because you went through a process now you are manifesting it so if you are a young person you can achieve anything but bear in mind you might have to embrace process ask moses we hear about him when he was 40 he disappears we hear about him when he was 80. process and process and process you can take Anything. David was anointed to be king. And he had to go through process because there was a king and they wanted to kill him and everything. He conquered all that, including the giant. He conquered every obstacle that came his way because those things were not obstacles. But he had to go through the process. And when the the time had arrived, he became the king. Your time is coming and glory to God. In other words, an event is a climax of process. Once process is complete, it becomes an event. So what am I trying to say? You must learn to wait even though you are anointed. And when I'm saying wait, not being lazy, but doing other things, glory to God. Why? Because your purpose or the works of God, they're not an emergency. God is always on time. To display the works of God it's not an emergency. God is not in a rush. He handles time. He's in charge of time. So you can't treat the things of God as an emergency. I know they say people are dying there, go and win the lost as quickly as you can, it's an emergency. I understand what they're saying, but you can't handle the things of God as if it's an emergency. You must understand there is process. You must understand before you could raise a dead person that you might have to pass through many, many dead people that you could not even raise or help. You must understand you could be surrounded by many people you can't help. Like during this season, how I wish I could be distributing uh, uh, food parcels, but we can't help them because we have to go through process and understand there'll come a time whereby all the parcels of the country comes from here. and glory to God for that but you must go through process I can't be getting out of my way trying to get some uh, a clout out there when it's not yet time I must go through process my process is to manage the little we have and make sure that we survive it's a process once you've graduated you'll go to the next step I don't know if you're understanding these are difficult times I don't have to be focusing on food parcels. I must make sure that this thing is sustainable beyond the coronavirus so that when it's gone, the church is still there. That's where I am. Of course, others are are not where I am. They are in food distribution and glory to God. So we have to understand these things. Amen. Yes. Even though you're anointed, the things of God are not an emergency. People will get into trouble. People will die around you while you are anointed. Because it's not yet time for you to display the works of God. Even though you are here to display the works of God. Hallelujah. Jesus could have died way before age 33. But it was not time he always disappeared. Because he had to die at the appointed time so that he can save us. So understand, even though you are called. Process is important. Yes, yes. A lot of people died in the times of Jesus and went to hell because it was not yet time for them to save them. Hey, if you die without Jesus as your Lord and Savior, what happened? You go to hell. They were all around him. He had to first die on the cross for them. So you have to understand that. So what I'm trying to say, don't put yourself under unnecessary pressure. The plans of God are not an emergency they are carefully measured they are measured when I embrace everything he throws at you because you can handle it amen let's stand up and close the sermon I'm not going to finish cut in Jesus mighty name hallelujah <laughs> So sometimes the delays you are expe- ex- experiencing with they are designed for one purpose to manifest the works of God. Because in delay, there is glory. So you are here, maybe in the room, you are a youth or an elderly person, and things are not happening at the time you expect it. I'm just here to say to you, sometimes the delays are necessary because it's not yet time. So don't be hard on yourself. circus Cartesia figure to display the works of God. In summary, what did I say? God will allow anything, including delay in your life to manifest his works. Because isn't he who was blind? Now he sees. And while they are asking, as we close the sermon, you grab the opportunities with two hands. They'll be saying, Who helped you? He says, I don't know who helped you, but he will say, He says, Open your eyes, see. But i vision, but if vision over because you are called to be a person of vision in Jesus' mighty name. Are we together? And he says, this man who opened my eyes, all I know, he's from God. He could not do the things he did if he was not from God. I know that he is indeed a man of God. And one day you will be talking like that. He changed my life and come to Jesus. And the Pharisees said to the young man, you know what? You also want us to be his disciples. Let's close and pray.